Hallelujah. Glory. Freedom and abundant life to your spirit and to your mind from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who love you and serve you. Amen. That's the thing about the true trinity of the third heaven is that they serve you. They love you and they serve you the river of life. They serve you the living words, the promises. When you read the Bible, you need to call the Bible the promises of God. So it's like dessert every time you're eating. Like Haagen-Dazs coffee and strawberry ice cream. Mmm, amen. Glory. It gets exciting when you get out of religion. It gets exciting when you get out of rebellion, too. Honestly, you're much better off in rebellion because at least you're having some fun. It's true. You're better off in rebellion. Religion, you actually not only lose all of the possibility of pleasure and fun in life, but you lose your own soul. So religion is the worst thing you could ever get into, and sadly, it's the most deceiving thing that most people are into in the whole world. And I'm not picking on one religion in particular, it's all the second heaven stars that fell from heaven together. I'm picking on Kabbalah. I'm picking on Jezebel's sorcery. And that's the principality of America that's going down right now. And it's a beautiful thing. It goes down when your heads return to the true light of the Lamb on the throne. Our heads have been stuck in all kinds of other stuff that pretended to be God. You know, you read about it in Scripture, it says, Beware of the angel of light that deceives. And people have accused us of that a thousand times, but how many of y'all know that Satan is an accuser? The word Satan actually means accuser of the brethren. The accuser of the brethren. And the accuser is a hypocrite, and he does everything he accuses everyone else of. You see it in politics in the seat of Herod. You see it in religion in the seat of Pharisees. You know? You see it everywhere. It's the sinful nature. It's the reptile nature of blood and flesh, the animal sacrifice of the beast. The beast is a hypocrite. The be- <laughs> That's the thing, too. People will be like, well, my God, they're such a nice animal. What do they even need the Holy Spirit for? You know, that's really the Antichrist. That you, you can be good in your flesh and blood and not even need the Holy Spirit. The spirit of Antichrist is what deceives the world in a river-free Christianity. And you can come into the river and you can still only be ankle-deep. So you're not really even safe until you brought your whole bloodline, your ancestral curses and everything your mom and dad have served. You know, that pressure to be what your dad was and that pressure to be what your mom was. That's your bloodlines. You can't serve God in your bloodlines. You can only serve Him in spirit and in fire. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you want to serve God, you have to serve Him in the river. You can't serve God in the flesh. You can't serve God in your DNA. You have to serve Him in His DNA. His DNA is called the Holy Spirit. Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's what the Bible says. Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. The virgin shall be with child and give birth, and his name shall be Emmanuel, God with us. So, you also, like Jesus, are conceived of the Holy Spirit when you're born again. Same exact thing. The issue is is that 
When you're born again, you have every other thing telling you to stay in the natural state of mind, to stay in your natural blood, to stay in your natural mind. That's the temptation of the white magic of the sorceries of Jezebel. That's the temptation of the religious devil is to not metamorphosize after you're born again. So you're born again, and it is, you're born again a worm. But you must metamorphosize into a caterpillar. What's that called? The renewing of the mind. Romans 12.2, the Greek word is metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is scary to people because they don't want to lose control of their blood and their brain, of their natural dimension. Your natural dimension the, of the life of the animal soul is in the blood. So your control in the natural realm is by not sacrificing your bloodlines to the fire of God. Amen. To the cord of three strands not easily broken, to the, the DNA of the Holy Spirit, to the river of fire from the Son of Righteousness rising in your heart. See, he can only arise to the amount that you let him. He won't actually force himself upon you. He's not going to rape you. He won't. You know, people will say, like, oh, it feels like, well, you, you came willingly. You know, you've prayed those prayers, like all of you, Holy Spirit, none of me. A lot of people that have it easy out there, that don't appear to be struggling as much as you are, it's because they didn't pray those prayers. You know, they're, they're going the wide path. They don't have any resistance. They're do doers of their own thing. Their lives are easy. Psalms talks about don't being envious of the, the wicked who are rich, who are just going around and their lives are so easy. All of that is mentioned in the scripture. That's been going on for thousands of years. That's not new to your experience on earth. Read the Psalms. Read the Psalms as much as you can and read the Bible and read it as the promises in the glory of God that are yes and amen in the glory. They'll activate like popcorn revelation and your bowl will overflow with popcorn of the Word. Just And that's really when your cup starts to overflow with the Word. And it'll be experienced instead of just, I wonder if that's even true. You know? I wonder if that's the truth. Instead of wondering, you're experiencing. You go from observers to partners. You go from wondering to, oh my God! Oh my God! Yeah, this is why I've offered my blood and my brain as an offering on the gold altar of Revelation chapter 8, verse 3. It is. The throne's in chapter 5. And the throne's all over the place. Hallelujah. The book of Revelation. How much revelation do you need to manifest? That's the question. I believe that you actually don't need that much. The real issue here is the external sorcery. You have to understand, in the first century, people are getting little pieces of parchment, little epistles. The Ephesians only got, like, the book of Ephesus. You know, they'd be lucky. Maybe, maybe John came around and he had the Gospel of John in his, you know, his parchment. You know, he had one Gospel. But most of the Christians in the first century, well, first of all, they had no Bibles. The Bible wasn't invented until the... 16th century in the printing press in Germany, right? So no one had a Bible. So the, the, the New Testament was little, little manuscripts, little scrolls. So you'd be lucky to get a book of Ephesians only, and I only have that. And yet they're walking in dead brace and power, signs, miracles, and wonders. So I, they didn't have much word. They didn't. You'd be lucky to have one book 
as a first century Christian in history, in Asia Minor. You'd be lucky to have the book of Ephesians, you'd be lucky to have the book of Philippians, and then maybe you'd, tra you'd trade some scrolls around, Apostle Paul's trading scroll program, church to church. But you didn't have Bibles, and you didn't have much word. So how were they so powerful? The issue was they didn't have mixture. That, that's our problem. We have the mixture of Jezebel's sorcery from outside religion. I know you could probably manifest everything Jesus walked in with just the book of Ephesians if you just got the mixture out of your blood and out of your brain of the religion of the second heavens. That's really all it takes. This stuff is not hard. It is so easy. It is so light. What really makes it hard is the mixture, the flies in the perfume that ruin the ointment. And people don't realize how infiltrated they are with Jezebel's sorceries. Jezebel is the principality, you could say really of all first world nations. And Jezebel is not just a woman in the Bible, it's a, it's a system of the, of the suns and stars that fell from heaven and the sorceries of the white magic tongues of Janes and the sorceries of the black magic tongues of Jambres. It's the rebellion and the religion that work together in sorcery and immorality. It's, it's the, the confusion that rests upon your brain of the knowledge of good and evil. Good or bad, but it's still both Jezebel. The knowledge of good and bad is Jezebel. Okay? The river of life is the glory fire that burns up your blood and your brain as a burnt offering. So you can see how bad the bewitchment really is of religion and the principality of Jezebel by how much people are stuck in their heads, how afraid they are, especially about finances. That's one of the main strongholds of all Christians in America, especially young people. They don't have any faith for money and are still full of idolatry and have no breakthrough and are coming out of tremendous debt. Listen, there's been seven different times that God has got me out of debt in the last 20 years. Every single time I've gotten out of debt, it's by giving. It's by letting the riches of glory be formed again in my inner man. Debt is because of rebellion and having idolatry in your heart. Amen? We need jubilee. The gospel is jubilee, which means we need the Father formed in us, the creator of wealth. You might have faith for some areas of your life. Very few people have faith for every area of your life. And so revelation actually pegs every area of your life in the fullness of God's provision and God's protection and God's glory. Revelation means I'm not losing in any area of my life on earth. Amen? So if there are some areas you're strong in, focus on receiving revelation from the Bible in areas you don't have breakthrough in. Maybe it's infirmity. Maybe it's, you know, whatever you're afraid of. People have, are afraid of all kinds of crazy stuff. And you just go into the scriptures, and the scriptures are the promises that drive out fears. He sent forth His Word and healed them, and God is love, and God is the Word of God. Amen. Jesus is the Word, and the Word is what heals you from the lies of Satan and his angels. Every lie is a magic spell of Jezebel. When you're tempted by pornography, guys, it's a magic spell. Girls, it's a magic spell. When you're tempted to only look at your flesh and, you know, <laughs> all of the stuff that people deal with and staring in the mirror and the vanity, 
and all of the appearance and, and having your, your summer bathing suit body and all of, and you know and always worried about calories and always worried about the flesh and always worried about self. Just give it to the fire. Really, the, the answer that Jesus Christ provided for us is that we become a burnt offering. It's not going to be easy for you until you sacrifice your blood and your soul, your heart and your mind. Scripture calls it your heart and your mind. The, the animal soul that's in the blood. It's called in Leviticus. Leviticus is all about animal sacrifice, and that's symbolic of sacrificing our bloodlines and our fallen souls to His bloodlines and His resurrected soul. The mind of Christ is what we live from, out of our belly flowing the rivers of the mind of Christ. If we're not living for the mind of Christ, we're going to have all kinds of problems, confusion, and we're going to just be losing in major areas of our life because you were created to live in Christ by the mind of Christ. So your true intelligence comes out of your belly as a river of life from the third heaven and 0% comes out of your animal skull. I mean, the flesh counts for nothing. Is this flesh? And it's like, well, I count my flesh for something. Well, then you're going to have problems. The fire is going to burn you up, especially if you're a Christian. If you're not a Christian, you can get away with it because you haven't given your life to Jesus. If you've, if you've given your life to Jesus and then cling and retain control to your soul and resist the mind of Christ fire for burning up the sacrifice, that's when the enemy destroys you. That's when you have major, major problems because you're resisting quenching and grieving the Holy Spirit that's not trying to hurt you but to save you from yourself and you don't want to be saved because you love yourself and you haven't denied your life and picked up your cross and followed Him. You know, what does it say in Revelation chapter 12? And they loved not their lives even unto death. Who overcame the devil? Should we read it? <laughs> I've already overcome the devil! Yeah. How much uh, you still live in your mom's basement? You know, that's the stuff I deal with. The immaturity is really crazy, and people have all this theology that sounds real nice in their brain, but they have no experience because their spirit man is really undeveloped and they're considerably immature in Christ. So it's time to actually get into the experience of offering our hearts, our bloodline, and our soul as an offering on the altar of fire of. Uh, Revelation 8.3, but this is Revelation 12. Then an astonishing miracle sign appeared in heaven, and I saw a woman clothed with the brilliance of the sun, and the moon was under her feet. She was wearing on her head a victor's crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in labor pains. Hallelujah. In the agony of giving birth. Consider this. Another astonishing miracle sign appeared in heaven. I saw a huge fiery red dragon with ten horns and seven heads wearing a royal crown. He was wearing seven royal crowns. The dragon's massive tail swept across the sky and dragged away a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon crouched before the woman who was about to give birth, poised to devour the baby the moment it was born. You understand Jesus is the light of the world and then the red dragon, the light of the fallen world, tried to consume the true light. That's really what it's about you'll find the only contrast or the only conflict in your life is the two different trees in the garden warring against each other, the light of the third heaven versus the light of the second heaven. And so 
bringing your soul and your blood as a burnt offering is actually just letting the light of the third heaven remove the light of the second heavens. The mixture that's causing you to be sick and diseased and poor and, and have debt and, and have all kinds of problems and all kinds of religion and rebellion. It's, it's all rebellion. If there's any second heaven light in your blood or in your brain, you're in rebellion. The only way you're not in rebellion is if the third heaven has burnt up your blood and burnt up your brain. That's the only way you're not in rebellion because the third heaven is not in rebellion. The second heaven is in rebellion. We overcome by the Messiah burning out our blood and burning out our brain. The moon under our feet. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> she gave birth to a man-child who is about to rule and shepherd every nation with an iron scepter. And her son was caught up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness where God had already prepared a safe place for her. And there they nourished her for 1,260 days. Hallelujah. Then a terrible war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the great dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back. But the dragon did not have the power to win, and they could not regain their place in heaven. So the great dragon was thrown down once and for all. He was the serpent, the ancient snake called the devil, and Satan, who deceives the whole earth. He was cast down into the earth, and his angels along with him. Then I heard a, triumph a triumphant voice in heaven proclaiming, Now salvation and power are set in place. And the kingdom reign of our God and the ruling authority of His Anointed One are established. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who relentlessly accuse them day and night before our God has been defeated, cast out once and for all. They conquered Him completely through the blood of the Lamb and the powerful word of His testimony. They triumphed because they did not love and cling to their own lives, even when faced with death. So rejoice, you heavens, and every heavenly being, but woe to the earth and to the sea. For the devil has come down to you with great fury, because he knows his time is short. So this is the time to be raised out from among the dead, even while in the body. When you have the earth in your body, in your spirit, then you're with the fallen angels. But when you have the springs of the waters of life springing up inside your own spirit, it raises you up internally above the fallen angels that are on the earth. Amen? But the fallen angels on the earth still use the light of the second heaven suns. They still deceive with natural light. They still deceive with natural religion. That's how people stay under the dust of the earth instead of rising from the dead. The Great Awakening is the great resurrection from the dead. Everyone's inner man rising internally in spiritual and moral resurrection. Spiritual to deal with the sorcery of Jezebel. Moral to deal with the immorality of Jezebel. Amen. They go hand in hand. You have to take them both out. Because it's the black magic and the white magic of the schizophrenia, of the double-mindedness of the two hemispheres of the brain. It's the full reverse of the curse of the fall. To live 100% in the resurrection life internally through your man, through your inner man, through your body. Amen. And so 
every single birth pain that the bride's experiencing right now is because of the birthing of this third heaven realm within her. Because the external realm has held her down this entire time. And where did she go for 2,000 years? The bride? The wilderness. The wilderness is the place of testing of Satan in the wilderness. And so we come out of the wilderness by the birthing of the Son of God within our bellies. People are ex extremely feeling it right now in the sorceries of Jezebel. People are having a really hard time. I deal with people that literally cry every single day because of the magic spells of Jezebel upon their soul and they have such a hard time overcoming religion. You overcome religion as fast as you take your brain and attach it to the Lord Jesus in your spirit. You can worship the Son of Righteousness in you. You're not worshiping yourself. I'm telling you, you need to. This potent sorcery is so strong, we can't use watered-down religion. We can't use false humility. We need the full revelation of the new covenant in order to wash away all the sorceries and immoralities of Jezebel from all flesh and blood in the USA. We need it. Without the full revelation of the new covenant, we're going to have mixture and we're going to have death. We're going to have problems. We're going to be have a lot of uh, poverty. You'll have all kinds of issues until we come out of the mixture and fully realize that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are in us. Can you worship God in you? What does it mean to be worshiping in spirit and truth? Are you worshiping your spirit? No. I mean, you're worshiping His spirit. You're worshiping God. God is a spirit. John 4, 24. You're worshiping the Son of Righteousness. You know? Religion is actually raw. They're worshiping the natural light because of their natural works. <laughs> so religion that pretends to be the most righteous thing in the world is actually just practicing natural light. It's the most wicked, most rebellious act in the world is to be religious. Religion is the maximum, most rebellious thing a person can do. Because they're practicing Kabbalah is what they're doing. They're practicing second heaven starlight in their brain and in their hand. They're practicing the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is being religious. Living out of your head and your hand instead of his head and his hand. Of his throne and his river through your spirit. It's rejecting your inner man and still living as an outer man. As a natural man instead of a spiritual man. God is spirit. How can you know God? Only if you wake up spiritually. How do you wake up spiritually? By revelations. Not by a dead letter. You know, Satan has the whole Bible memorized and it does him no good. Every religious demon in hell has the Bible memorized and it doesn't help them one bit. What helps you is when the glory of God is in the living Word. So you take the Word and it's mixed with glory. It comes off the page like a river of life. The river of life is a river of the words of life from the throne of God and the Lamb. Everything that you experience in the river is living words, promises. Amen. All yes and amen. So you just pull your whole being into the river, into the word. Every area of your heart and mind that are not in the promises of the word, that are not submitted to the truth in the word, are going to be outside the kingdom and are going to be really, really attacked and bitten by like vampire bats. Really, you're being sucked dry by vampire demons that live out of the blood 
that want the wet places of your life to find rest in because they hate the dry place. They only find rest inside human bodies, these demons and these fallen angels. So we give the demons and the fallen angels no rest and we whack them all into the lake of fire by practicing righteousness. We've had some righteousness, but very little. In fact, true righteousness of the priesthood of Melchizedek was reserved for such a time as this. It's called the best wine for last. Melchizedek came to Abraham with a wine glass to refresh him, it says in Genesis 14. And the wine and the bread was to refresh Abraham after he conquered the five kings, which are his five natural senses. Have you had your natural senses conquered yet, Penny? No. <laughs> well, you kill your five natural senses by feasting on the bread and feasting on the wine. Amen. That's what refreshes your spirit. Now, if you have Satan in your heart or Satan in your spirit, the gospel won't refresh you but get you angry. You ever seen people get angry at Red Letter Ministries in Joel's Bar? It's because they don't want the refreshment of the third heaven. They love the second heaven. They love the wages of wickedness. They're like the prophets of Baal and, and uh, Balaam, son of Beor, who love the wages of wickedness. They love the natural sorceries of the flesh. They love the religious sorceries of Jezebel. And they hate righteousness. They hate the third heaven. They hate Jesus. They do. They might say they love They actually hate him. Because Jesus refreshes you with wine and oil. Jesus refreshes you with living, hot, steaming bread. And he gives you a feast every day for your spirit to be refreshed with wine and bread. Melchizedek refreshed Abraham after he killed his five kings. Have you killed your five natural senses to live a spiritual life yet? Have you offered your heart and brain as a burnt offering to God the Father? Why are you still clinging to the natural realm? What lie is keeping you from going into the glory of God? What blockage, what fear are you holding on to in your mind that's not letting you get the breakthrough that the Bible and the blood of the Lamb has already purchased for you? So you have to come out of covenant with death. You have to come out of covenant with Jezebel, Christians. It's Jezebel that's keeping you from going into the glory of God. It is. The external sorceries and immoralities of the world. And you just... Pull your brain right back into Christ in your spirit and say, uh-uh-uh, new covenant. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to practice Kabbalah. I'm not going to practice witchcraft. No mixture. 100% God inside-minded. I live out of my rich treasury of glory. I live out of the temple of the Holy Spirit. I know Him face to face in me. The pure in heart see God in them. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. Hallelujah. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Why are you still in he who's in the world? What covenant have you made with he who's in the world? Members of the bride of Christ, come out of the wilderness and break off the covenant with the serpents of the wilderness. The external serpents of the wilderness. Stop serving the snakes of the wilderness. They're all fallen angels. Amen and serve Christ only with no mixture, and you'll be in the promised land in 24 hours. I mean, literally instantly. The issue is having no other gods in you except Him, in Jesus' name. We love you guys. Be blessed. I want to share one scripture uh, just so you guys can get a, a taste of biblical giving. People get angry all the time when I talk about money, but 
I talk about money less than any other ministry I've ever seen. I watch the charismatic church and their stuff. They'll do a half hour sermon on, on giving and tithing and, and, uh, and, and all of that every time. And they're buying $4 million videos. And I say partner and people get angry and they'll just say, you know, they'll get manifest. I mean, it's really quite sick how bad the devil has deceived people when you start to talk about actual sacrifice, you know, if I have given you spiritual things, is it anything that you give us material things? Apostle Paul says in Scripture, do not muzzle the ox while he treads the grain, it is written in Scripture. A workman is worth his wages in full. And if and if a teacher and a pastor is giving you revelation of the word, he is worth double honor and to be paid well, it is written in 1 Timothy. To be paid well and to receive double honor for anyone who is, who is giving you revelations of the word. So if you're receiving revelations of the word, it's not even a question if you should pay me well. It's just how many zeros after the one. Redlerman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.